I've seen the kid outside. I don't see any marks or anything like that. So I don't know where he's hitting him, but I, I hear it every night. Their, their living room is right next to my bedroom. And I don't, I'm in the situation to where, is this my own business or should I confront him myself or should I call the authorities? Steven, this is, first of all, yes, this is your business. It's all of our business. It is society's business. It is your obligation to protect the most vulnerable members of our society. And what you do is you call 1-800-4-A-CHILD or you call 911 and you let them know exactly what you've heard. And I know why you're not calling. You're not calling because you're afraid that you're going to break a family up or that maybe you're wrong or that somebody's going to get in trouble or they're going to find out it was you. And then what are you going to do? And Stephen, those are the most common reasons people stand by and do nothing about child abuse. And what you need to know is that you can call 911 or 1-800-FOR-A-CHILD anonymously. You are only obligated to report suspicion of abuse, not abuse. You're not a policeman. Suspicion of abuse. Stephen, I'm glad you called the show. I know you're going to do the right thing. Are you going to call right now? Yes. This is a brave thing you're going to do. So thank you for doing the right thing, and thanks for calling. Dr. Bethany here. You're listening to The Dr. Bethany Show. I'm a psychoanalyst, a marriage and family therapist. You know me from Good Morning America, E! News, HLN's The Nancy Grace Show. This is the show where you talk, I listen, and together we come up with a solution. It's 46 minutes past the hour. Straight ahead, your calls. He's going through a divorce, and he's got a daughter, and he doesn't always call me, and I try to call him. He doesn't always answer the phone. But when we're together, it's fantastic, but I just really struggle to go through the periods of uh, not hearing from him. And also, there's a little thing that happened a few weeks ago. We went back to his place with a friend of his, and all of a sudden, like, as I wasn't sure if it was a joke or not, but he wanted me to be sexual with his friend. And I'm, like, very, I don't know what to do with the situation. Sandra, I want you to listen to what you're saying. The problem is not that he's going through a divorce. It's not that he has a daughter. Believe it or not, it's not even that he wanted you to have sex with his friend. The problem is that he doesn't love you. The basic foundation of a relationship is that it's mutual. You spend time with the other person. He makes an investment of time, love, emotions and energy there is absolutely no investment in you tell me one thing this man has invested into a relationship with you well when we're together it's it's great i mean we have a wonderful time sandra sandra those are crumbs he's giving you crumbs and the reason women stay in these kinds of relationships sandra is they cannot hold together the bad man with the good man if the guy disappears for two weeks And then he comes through the front door with a bunch of roses. The woman will remember the roses and she will not remember the two weeks that the guy has disappeared. Why would you take crumbs of attention and turn them into a feast? So I want you to work on that and I want you to call me back in a couple weeks. Can you do that? Okay. All right. Thanks, Sandra. I want to hear from you. The number is 877-BETHANY. Michael, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Michael. What's going on? I I had to call you because... I've been um, I've been working for an animal rescue, and uh, I've I've housed over 24 kittens and about six dogs, and I kept them here at the apartment, and now I'm evicted. And as of today, I'm standing in my empty apartment because the sheriff is 
cleaned me out and they've taken everybody. Somebody needs to take care of them. Michael, what caused the sheriffs to clean out your house? Were animals um, fighting with each other? Did you run out of money to feed them? Could you not pay your rent? Tell me exactly what happened that led you to this place. No, I, I paid the rent. I paid the rent. I did everything that I was supposed to, but the noise. And uh, I guess I just couldn't control them. You know, Michael, you have a very serious disorder. You're a hoarder, but you hoard animals. And what I'm wondering is, are you rescuing these animals because you cannot rescue yourself? You think you're taking care of them, but you really put them in deplorable conditions because I know I've heard of animal hoarders before and they think they're helping the animals, but the conditions become overcrowded. And and I've actually had to quarantine some in the bathroom. There's some in the spare room. There's in the The person that needs to be rescued is you. The person who needs to be taken care of is you. Once you take care of those things in your life, then you can take two kitties and a doggy and adopt them and give them the home they need. But you're not giving the animals what you think you're giving them. Thanks, Michael, for calling the program. Carol, does he take steroids? Not that I know of. Have you ever asked him? No, to tell you the truth, I never have. Carol, that's a big problem. If your boyfriend, fiancé, is an MMA fighter and he gets crazy before a fight and you've never even asked him if he's on steroids, I'm going to tell you what it looks like when somebody's on steroids. They get jealous. They're insecure. They can't calm themselves down. They're paranoid. They're not logical. They're confused and tangential in their thinking. Does this sound familiar? Oh, my God, yes. Timothy, you're on the air with Dr. Bethany. Uh, hi, Dr. Bethany. Hi, Timothy. This is going to sound probably a little bit odd, but I've been uh, kind of obsessed with uh, looking in my neighbor's windows. So you're standing kind of outside off. your neighbor's windows. You're looking in. Timothy, what are you looking at? I was watching the girl next door kind of change, and she didn't really see me in. I wanted to see what other people were doing, so I started to do it down the street. Timothy, Timothy, I'm going to stop you. How many hours a day do you spend doing this? Well, as soon as I start to think about it, it actually turns out to be about four or five hours or till I figure out where I'm going to go and get away with it. There is a word for what you're doing. It's called scoptophilia. It's when you attach to other people by staring at them. And that's what you're doing. And it is a serious disorder. And you need treatment because this is a progressive illness. And at some point, you are going to be busted. And then other people are going to be staring at you through jail bars. You want to have power over the victim. You want to be in a constant state of sexual excitement. And you want to get your needs met without the other person even knowing you're there. But you know what? When you're on a date, a girl's going to feel it. When you're around children, your children are going to feel it. So you're going to have a very lonely life unless you fix this problem. So what I want you to do is commit right now to fixing this problem. And I want you to know... In our culture, we believe that people who do this are creepy. Do you want to be that creep in the dark trench coat for the rest of your life? Thanks for calling. 
It's 22 minutes past the hour. Dr. Bethany here. You're listening to The Dr. Bethany Show. Jason, Stephanie is not your girlfriend. She's okay. using you to work out the problems with her girlfriend. She already has a love relationship. It's with someone else. It's not with you. And she may be telling you that she wants to hang out with you and wants to spend time with you, but the only reason she wants to be with you is so she can talk about this other girl, and she's using you to stabilize her dysfunctional relationship with his with her girlfriend. And I'm only saying it's dysfunctional because... She can't go back to her girlfriend and talk things out. It's not dysfunctional because she's with another girl. And it's not even dysfunctional that she's fighting. It's dysfunctional that she doesn't talk to her girlfriend about what's going on. Well, when I'm with her, though, it seems like we're boyfriend and girlfriend, though. And then it just, then the other girl comes up, you know, in the discussion. Jason, if the other girl comes up, she's not with you. She is not with you. She's using you to talk about her problems with this other girl. You are a friend boy. You're not a boyfriend. Let's go next to Scott, who's struggling with an underperforming relationship. Scott, you're on the air with Dr. Bethany. Hi. Um, I've had this girlfriend, and um, she will not have sex with me. Uh, she, she doesn't want to do it. She wants to wait until she's married. It kind of, I'm under a little bit of peer pressure because, you know, all of my other friends, everyone is sexually active. Scott, how old are you? I'm 17. And how do you know all of your other friends are having sex? Well, we discuss it. We talk about it. And like, do you, you believe know, like, everything they say? Um, maybe some of them exaggerate, but there is there is my closer inner circle that. Do you ever tell them you're having sex? Uh, yeah, I do. And do they believe you? Yeah, they do. Okay, Scott, you're 17. You're supposed to not get what you want. That's <laughs> what being 17 is all about. If you can live with not having sex right now, there's all kinds of things in your life you're going to be better prepared for. When you're waiting for a check to come in the mail and it doesn't come, you're going to be okay. If you call your best friend and he doesn't call you back, you're going to be okay. If you go out for a job interview and you don't get the job, you are going to be okay. And why are you going to be okay? Because you had this experience with this girlfriend where she taught you that you are fantastic. And she is with you because she wants to be with you. And that you're lucky that you have a girl that's hot and great, but you're going to have to put up with not getting everything you want. And that's a good thing, Scott. Dr. Bethany here. You're listening to The Dr. Bethany Show. The toughest thing you'll ever have to do is say what's on your mind. But that's what you did tonight. You called. We talked. Together, we found solutions to life's most difficult questions. If you weren't able to reach me, you can email me at drbethanymarshall.com. We'll pick it up tomorrow. And remember, for every problem, there is a solution. 